0: I'm Amy Lettingham. I'm a master certified dating and relationship coach.
1: And I'm Kevin Lettingham, Amy's husband and a former reality and docu-series TV producer director.
0: And together, we wanna welcome you to
1: Sex, Love, and Mindful Dating. In today's episode, we're gonna be heading back to the past to talk about those ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends who may be gone, but are not forgotten. We're gonna take an introspective look at our relationships that didn't work out, yet still managed to bring us to the very place we are today.
0: One of the biggest mistakes singles make is letting their past relationships affect their present and future ones. Most don't realize that there's real value in these experiences, whether they're good or bad. Kevin and I are going to offer some conscious dating tools to help you figure out whether to rekindle that old flame or open your heart to new love. And if your goal is to find lasting love, my conscious dating programs help you do just that. We do it through breaking your unhealthy dating beliefs, attitudes, patterns, and through my online dating courses, group coaching, and personal one-on-one virtual coaching, I can help you. Contact me at amythedatingcoach.com, that's A-M-I-E, thedatingcoach.com, and mention the podcast to receive a special offer.
1: All right, so exes. This is obviously something we both have experience with because we dated quite a bit before we met each other. So there are a few, um, I go, ex boyfriends and girlfriends along the way, we'd say.
0: I think I was like a serial dater. <laughs> My friend said to me, she goes, You made this like a job. Yeah. So I think I have a lot of exes. That's embarrassing to admit.
1: <laughs> and I think because we're going to try to keep this podcast short, keep it under a few days, Uh, We're not going to qualify everyone as an ex. I think we should focus on probably the most important relationships of our past, the ones where either we said I love you or dated for years or there was a big emotional component. Let's talk about those, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to put you guys to sleep.
1: Yeah. And to be (laughs) clear, we're not going to use anybody's names. We're not going to get into any real detail so people would know who they are. But we do want to offer up some interesting tidbits that we think might you know, not only give insight into our past, but also maybe help you. And then also, what
0: I actually right now, I'm just thinking, be, I'm like dreading right now because I'm thinking like my ex is going to listen to this and go trying to figure out which one he is.
1: <laughs> Do you really think there are ex boyfriends and girlfriends listening to our podcast?
0: Oh my gosh, yes. One actually reached out to me and goes, You're a dating coach now,
1: but not from the podcast.
0: No, not from the podcast, oh, okay. but obviously if they listen to it, they're going to try to figure out which one they are. Sorry. Just saying sorry up front, but this is not about you. This is about helping other people, my exes.
1: <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, let's start. Do you want to start or should I start?
0: I'll let you start.
1: I'll start. <laughs> well, I think one of the exes that had the biggest impact on my life was in college Uh, Believe it or not, that was the first person I said, I love you too. And that was heartbreaking. Let me start with the end of that relationship. She ended up breaking up with me. And I remember crying and being absolutely destroyed. I mean, destroyed emotionally, physically, uh, to the point where I didn't want to date. I thought about her only. And I look back on it and I'm not sure if it was puppy love or it was real love, but I know I felt beyond anything I've done in my entire life. And I was what? I think it' was 19 at the time. So that relationship is still in my brain. The feelings.
0: How long were you together?
1: That's a good question. I, I don't. It, I don't think it was a full year. I don't think it was a full year. It was definitely... I think it was my sophomore year of college, so it must've been 20. Yeah, but it was, to this day, that relationship is, aside from you, probably the most emotional relationship I had. Just broke your heart. That I think the one thing about you know exes is that I look back on this and I remember the heartbreak, but I also remember like the really good times, like the amazing times and those feelings with such joy. And then I hit the brakes on every relationship after. I remember when that ended, I'm going, I'm going to punish every girl after this. I literally was like, I'm never going to feel this bad again.
0: Well, I'll tell you a lot of the people I work with have that same problem. It's either they've been the one breaking someone's heart or they've gotten their heart broken. And it's just like never again. And that's kind of sucky, but I mean, it, Obviously, nobody wants to inflict pain on themselves again after they felt that. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. And I I really did. It took me, I would say, two years to get over that. And I really did punish other girls. I'm like, I don't care if you like me. I'm not going to like you like that. Like I liked her. No, I just didn't let anyone in.
0: Men, I'm going to say this out loud. You get your heart broken once, and then you're like, that's it. I'm going to destroy every relationship after that and become a player. Us ladies constantly get our heart broken, and we just keep re-entering. I think we're more resilient than you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. I would absolutely say that. Say that women are are better at withstanding pain than men. Men don't like pain. And that may be physical and emotional.
0: That's probably why we are the ones that have babies.
1: Well, that is true. (laughs) So, all right, I told my story, now yours.
0: Oh my gosh, my heartbreak was in high school. Uh, I dated a guy and I lost my virginity to him. And oh my gosh, I just remembered, he cheated on me, by the way, my first boyfriend that I waited nine months, nine months before having sex with him. And then within four months, he left me and cheated on me with someone else. I'm like, come on, I didn't have any experience. I'm not going to be as good. As, yeah, but like, do you think
1: he was cheating on you the whole time?
0: No, it was at the end. He even told me, he said, I've, I met somebody and I, I want to pursue this. And it just broke my heart. But he was, you know, he said, unfortunately, I did this during our relationship. And I remember for two years... I literally cried and I I lost a ton of weight. I just couldn't eat. And I know it's just high school, but that's like...
1: Yeah, those are defining years because when you're younger, you really do remember that stuff. It sticks with you.
0: And unfortunately, because of that being cheated on, I think it kind of set the tone for the rest of my relationships.
1: There was another girl that I dated uh, in my 30s who was also like, who was great. Like on paper, she was all the pretty and fun and like nice and my family liked her. And there was all those things that I really, you know, enjoyed. Uh, I wouldn't say she met all the non-negotiables, but let's just say that she was, she was up there. I'd go out with her for four, five, six months and I'm hoping it would work. And then we break up. I'd break up with her and then I'd get back together with her and then broke up again. And then I got back together with her and I always went back and she always came back. And I always kind of wondered why. Like, why did I do that? Why did I keep going back to this person who I knew wasn't right? But I also kind of like, but she's so close. She checks so many boxes. Like, she should be who I want. But she never was. It's an, an important part of this dating process is when you know in your brain it's not going to work, but you still do it.
0: Do you feel like you stayed because it was better than nothing?
1: No, I was really giving her a shot. Like, I really was like, God, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The sex was good. I mean, but near the end, I mean, the sex wasn't, I, I knew that that wasn't important. But she's like the kind of person you want to be like your wife or you're the mother of your kids. Like she had all those things and I, but she didn't have a bunch of things I needed. So that was why she was an ex.
0: Well, it's interesting because I feel like when you're telling the story, she checks all the... She's good on paper.
1: She was good on paper.
0: Well, I want to tell you something. I had a rule that I would never get back with an ex. To me, an ex was an ex. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, if we break up, that's it. We're done.
1: Yeah, because there's a reason you broke up.
0: Yes. Except for one guy. (laughs) Of course. And let's just... Call him James. But I was in my 30s and my clock was ticking. I was thinking to myself, all right. And I just had done this like self development course. And it was like, if you're going to go all in, go all in. So we had broken up. And mind you, he is the epitome of so many toxic things that I don't like, you know, financially just irresponsible. He was an alcoholic. He was stealing from his company. Like wow. all these like really bad behaviors um, that I discovered. And when I first met him, he's like, I'm going to go buy a condo. You know, I'm looking at like, you know, trying to find this better job. Like he just seemed like when you look at him, he looks like a nice clean cut guy, good on paper. And as I started you know, peeling back the onion, I realized like, holy crap, this is a mess.
1: So you dumped him and then you got back together. How long later?
0: About two months after I broke up with him, I did the personal development class. And how
1: long were you together?
0: We were together for, I think about eight months.
1: Okay, so eight months in, two months breakup, then you go back.
0: I went back and I'm, I'm gonna play this through. I said, I'm going to give him three more months. And if he, if it works out, we'll talk about marriage. It lasted a month.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing I'm with you. Like generally speaking, an ex is an ex, but it's like, there's a comfort in going back to somebody that is familiar even if they don't have all the things you want I mean that's I think that's but yes because that's why we're discussing this in the podcast right now because right now there are a lot of people listening going all right I have this ex they don't have everything I want but god if he called tomorrow or she called tomorrow I might go out with him again even though you know it's probably not the best relationship for you
0: I think we just think of all the things that were good and we totally forget all the negative things, like our brain plays this trick on us. Yeah. Why doesn't our brain go, I'm gonna say no to what didn't work and look at the different opportunities out there. Maybe I could get somebody that can give me all the things I want rather than settle for the things that I couldn't get and try to change this person and try to just get comfort.
1: Yeah, well, I think the reality is is most people prefer a relationship to being alone and and people will accept a lot to be in a relationship. And also, I I think a lot of people are like, you cloud your eyes of the bad stuff and you see the good stuff. Well, they have this, they have that, they have that, and you ignore the bad stuff. That's why we go back to exes.
0: I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about my free ebook, Five Dating Traps to Avoid. It gives you tips to avoid all the traps that make your heart break. So go to amythedatingcoach.com and that's spelled A-M-I-E, the All
1: right, so we've talked a little bit about a few of our exes and the big thing I think is most people out there listening have ex-boyfriends or girlfriends and they may or may not be considering getting back with them. So I was curious too, like how many people really do want to get back with their ex? And then of those, does it happen? How often do people actually get back with their ex? So there is a website run by this guy named Kevin Thompson, and it's called exbackpermanently.com. And he asked 3,500 people who use the site to see how many actually got back with their ex. And this is what he found. 15% of people actually won their ex back. So out of a, 100 people, 15 got their ex back, 14% got their ex back at some point, but then they break up again, 70% never got back together with their ex at all. And that leaves an 85% chance of failure if you're trying to get your ex back. So out of all the people that try to get their ex back, only 15% succeed. Interesting. Which... Sounds about right, wouldn't you say? I think if you're like looking at a cross-section, you know, one out of 10 are gonna get their ex back. So those are not really good odds, which basically it tells you that when you break up with someone, generally you should be looking for someone else. Yeah. But it's not nothing, it could still work out. What is your take on getting back with your ex and should you do it?
0: It's the reason why they broke up. And if one like goes and seeks help and starts working on themselves, then they have a higher chance of getting back together and resolving their issues. I almost feel like when we think about past relationships, there's a lot of like, well, not for everyone, but there could be shame, there could be disappointment, sadness. But I think what you want to do is learn from each experience. And I think we do that enough. We're like too scared to open those wounds those wounds are really powerful. They can show you common themes and patterns and at the heart of it, we are the common denominator in all our relationships. So when we're clear about patterns we don't like, we can actually take notice and make sure it doesn't exist in the next relationship
1: that we choose. Yeah, you learn from it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, every relationship I've had, I feel like I learned something from it.
0: And that's why we have to process the information rather than judge it. So when I talk about exes, it's so important to process and learn from it. Why? Because there are good and bad things in each experience that you can learn from. So I say, take out a piece of paper, write down all the negative and positive things that you you see, and then pay attention. Look for patterns in the next person, you know? And I call this being the chooser when we're always waiting for someone to choose us, we're not really being mindful and and vetting somebody, right? Yeah. So when we're being the chooser, we're intentionally looking at the positive behaviors that we want in a partner, and then we're looking at not repeating the negative ones.
1: Well, I've always felt like if you're thinking about your ex, you're looking backwards. Is that true?
0: I would say if you're sitting there in the past, you're looking backwards if you keep reliving using the past relationship or as, wanting
1: to go back I or mean, wanting
0: to go back Yeah, you're really not allowing yourself to be present and Everything you do right now today is makes changes your future So you get stuck,
1: right? And that's why the people that want to get back with their ex and continue to try to get back with their ex They spend a lot of time doing that But you're now not allowing someone new to come in into your life but 15% of the people get back with their ex. So it's this kind of like, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes going back with an ex is a good thing.
0: It only works if the other, your ex wants it.
1: Yeah. I guess that's a big thing. Like a lot of people like continue to try to get back even though the other person doesn't want it or they toy with them like I did with that ex-girlfriend. I mean, I, I wasted a year or well, I might've been a couple years On and off, I wasted a lot of that time for her.
0: I am just going to ask you right now on this podcast to apologize for wasting your time.
1: I am very sorry to that unnamed ex that I wasted your time in your 30s when you should have been with someone else the whole time.
0: (laughs) She had a choice in it, but it would have been nice if you kind (laughs) of...
1: But I I did learn, let's be clear, I learned a lot from that and I didn't do it again. Good. I didn't string anyone along uh, and go back and forth. When I ended a relationship with someone, I did not do this back and forth ever again. And But what do you tell your clients when it comes to they have seven exes and all these exes? Maybe they broke up for different reasons, but do you break down the why they broke up?
0: Yeah. So I, I helped them build a non-negotiables list off of their past relationship patterns so we talk about why the relationship ended and we'll list like he's a cheater, um, financially irresponsible, emotionally unavailable, not affectionate was one. Mm-hmm. And then we, we flip that negative into positive. And then we define each one, what it looks like for each non-negotiable because it can be subjective. You mean the
1: positive things they want in, yeah. a, in a person?
0: Yeah, because like for example, like when somebody is, they want someone financially responsible, Well, what does that look like for you? What does that look like in a relationship specifically for you? And then we screen people based on this new list, this positive list.
1: And there's a non-negotiable list? Yeah. These are your deal breakers. How many do they have?
0: Usually about 10 to 15.
1: But but the whole list is coming from the breakups? Yes. Interesting.
0: Because you don't want to repeat that pattern again.
1: Yeah. Well, the good news sounds like if you have five or six failed relationships, that actually isn't a bad thing because you'd have- Enough more, data. You'd have more data.
0: And there are people listening right now going, I haven't had many relationships. How do I build this list? Well, believe it or not, you have friendships, you have family, you have people around you. Those are relationships so too. So you can use- You can use your personal mm-hmm. you know relationships
1: around that. But exes are still the biggest oh, yeah. thing.
0: That is the number one. Mm-hmm
1: and and from this list then those people go out and then they can screen people in or out so it's helping your future your it exes is. are helping your future
0: yes and that's what i did. actually that's what i did with james is that i actually wrote down like he's an alcoholic he is a cheater, and he had lack of boundaries. Like I wrote down a full list. And then I remember going, okay, I need to date the opposite of each one of these. Wow. And that's how I vetted you. You're like the extreme opposite of the negative stuff. The good stuff, like, you know, he wasn't all that bad. He was, st- I wouldn't want to stay with someone that was all that yeah. bad. He was still very kind as a person. Yeah, he thoughtful. had some good qualities because yeah.
1: nobody's an evil ogre all the way through and through. They're there are good qualities and even the worst people.
0: Yeah. He was still fun. Yeah. So I looked, I kept those and then just focused on the things that didn't work.
1: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So what, if somebody is interested in getting back with their ex, what do you kind of tell them? What do you think that they should know before they consider making this step?
0: I think you need to ask yourself a few questions. Uh, number one is, is the main issue that made you guys break up. Is it resolvable? Right, right. Like, is it cheat? Like, if somebody is like, cheating is like the hardest one. Abuse? Abuse. Yep. Any type of abuse.
1: Because an abuser is more likely to continue abuse. Correct. Yeah. Cheater's more likely to cheat. hmm
0: So there are specific things that are resolvable and things that are not resolvable.
1: Right. Did you break up because one lives in New York and one lives in LA? mm mm-hmm. and, and it was long distance and you didn't see each other. Well, that's, and you're still living apart. Yeah, That's not so resolvable.
0: Second question is really important. It takes two to tango. Here, is your ex even open to getting back together?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes they try to get back together with someone, and the person's like half in. They're like, "Oh, well, he's taking my calls. He's, you know, we're going for lunch and stuff like that." But his heart isn't in it. No. Yeah.
0: And I'll see people that will chase their ex, and their ex will be like no, I don't want anything to do with you. And they'll just keep chasing because that to me is like a tremendous lack of boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the other question is, have you both really done the personal work to resolve you know, your own issues? And have you learned to develop and developed your relationship skills so that you can actually be successful in the relationship together?
1: Yeah, because one person could have done the work and then the other person did not.
0: That was my ex. Yeah. Well, that's what he did. He was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do whatever I, 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 anything you want.
1: Actions and words.
0: And yeah, but it's like when I did the work on myself, I came back in. Our relationship was different. I could see things that I didn't see before. Mm. And that's the difference between one person doing the work and two people actually doing the work. Yeah. And then another question, I think this is really important, is do you both bring out the best in each other? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a perfect relationship. No relationship is perfect, but for the majority of time that you spend together and you're hanging out, are you actually lifting each other up or are you tearing each other down? Because if you're tearing each other down, what is the point
1: to continue? Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do get back into these destructive relationships because that's familiar to them and it ends up being, well, this is the relationship I know. I'm good with them, but they don't make each other better.
0: And that leads me to the next question that you need to ask yourself is, really, are you going back to your ex because you're afraid that you won't find someone
1: else? Yeah. And how many people do that? A lot of people. Yeah.
0: It's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to date again. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be vulnerable. I'll just go back because it's 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 what it's the devil I know.
1: And I would imagine right now, I mean, we're doing this podcast in the middle of the pandemic, you know, and that's going to change the way people date. I mean, talk about wanting to go back to your ex for a pretty valid reason. There's someone familiar that you may trust because you can't know anybody out there really well if you're practicing social distancing and you're and you're not going out on normal dates and the normal dating process. If an ex is going to look great. Because there's a lot of familiarity there. And that's important.
0: Yeah. And at least like you're not going through it alone. Yeah. I get it. I get it. This is called uh, trauma bonding. And it's where, you know, you're bonded because of a specific trauma or a situation. And just you're going to have to at least be honest with yourself and be like, if it's really truly just companionship.
1: Right, because I think some people get back with the ex because they want someone.
0: You know, it's so funny, though. And I'm going to say the statement for all of you that are listening. Sometimes being in a relationship with the wrong person can feel lonelier than being by yourself. Yeah. And it's like you could be living the life truly in a full way by yourself. So going back to your ex, if your ex is like making you work over work overtime emotionally making you feel like anxiety it's like if you're going through a pandemic you want less anxiety
1: yeah All right, well we've covered the if you want to get back with your ex so for those people that have decided they do i think we should address that because there might be some listeners who are like look i my relationship with my ex was good i think there's a chance so what do we do um there is an article uh, in Cosmo, Cosmo Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine, they polled their readers and they actually found 95% of their readers that uh, responded to this poll wouldn't be completely against rekindling with an ex. Mm. So there's a lot of people that have done it or considering doing getting back with your ex. They had a top 10 list of what to do. And I, I think this was a pretty good list. You liked it. So maybe we'll just use this as to some advice if you're considering getting back with your ex.
0: So these are the top 10 tips on how to rekindle a relationship with your ex. Uh, Let me start with tip number one. Give your partner actual space. We call it rubber banding.
1: Rubber band them.
0: Yeah, rubber banding is giving space and letting them come to you slowly, and then it snaps back. (laughs) Two is don't think of it as a competition. Like don't think of it as winning or losing because it's gonna add more pressure And you're not going to show up your best self. So you might as well just think of it as if I get my ex back or I don't, it's totally fine. Either way.
1: Yeah. Go with the flow.
0: Three is hold back on the bad mouthing.
1: Yeah. You don't want to. You did this. You did that. You should have.
0: No name calling. Number four, change your life before seeing if your ex fits into it. That's a pretty good one. I think that's really 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 important because you might be different and then you bring back your ex And then it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And number five, assess if your issues are actually fixable. Yeah. Kind of like the question we asked before, whether you can actually, if it's abuse or, you know, cheating, it's going to be really difficult. Abuse is non-tolerable. Six is don't overthink how you approach them. Just go and do it.
1: Yeah. Text them, call. It doesn't have to be this perfectly worded letter outlining everything right is that what that's about yeah
0: i think you just want to be yourself authentic and genuine and i think vulnerable very vulnerable please (laughs) number seven keep the actual meetup spot casual so don't like put flower petals and like overdo things like make it as lower your expectations make it as simple as possible and the whole goal is just really to see if there is a connection still when you're sitting in front of your ex, you know, to see if there's anything there.
1: Got it. So basically what you don't want to do is bring him to a park, get an airplane that has a skywriter that says, I want you back.
0: <laughs> yeah, that might be over the top. Some right. of the ladies listening going, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably not recommended. Yes. <laughs> uh, number eight is address the elephant in the room first ah that's a good one that's a really good one
1: yeah don't try to pretend your past didn't happen
0: the one thing that i think is so important on on this is take accountability for your shit sorry to say but if you like were a bad communicator if you did something stupid just take accountability and apologize
1: and call them out on their behavior if they did something wrong right
0: yes both i think it's both but the point is both of you should be taking accountability for your crap that's what uh, don't point the finger at each other that's not going to help unite
1: but if but if the other person doesn't if you guys are not on the same page of what you would consider a you know an understanding of why you broke up and who did what if the other person doesn't take ownership that's a problem right
0: if they don't do the work and you're not willing to work then walk away don't waste each other's time so this is more of a discussion when you're talking about the elephant in the room. Leave your egos on the side, both of you, and talk about the problem at hand. Listen, we all have flaws, all right? It's about owning the flaw. It doesn't. It's not an indictment of your character. It, is, it just shows that you're learning a lesson from it. And anybody that says sorry and doesn't change your behavior, that is emotional manipulation. Number nine End things on great memories. This is a magazine that says this, but I'm like, eh. are you staying too positive and like not acknowledging that there are challenges and issues here?
1: Yeah, this one, I'm going to agree with you.
0: Yeah, I would be more like end things on a great note, but acknowledge that there were challenges that you two have to work on. You're starting from a blank slate now. Both of you have to think that this is a brand new relationship. Rather than sit in your past, start with a blank canvas and build together. And then number 10, final tip, if you do get back together, really do the work.
1: Well, that's good. I wonder how many people after this podcast are gonna go out and contact their ex. It's a lot of things to do, actually. It's kind of scary and daunting when you actually lay it out on paper.
0: It's really uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: It seems like it'd be easier to just go out and find a new person. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So now that we've kind of gone through that list, why don't you give us some some final thoughts for anybody who's considering getting back with their ex and, and maybe some final advice from you?
0: Well, I think the main thing that we want everyone to leave with is to make sure that they process and learn from their past relationships. You know, own your story, whether it's good, bad, or ugly you know even if you had toxic exes you can learn something from them you don't have to accept the relationship but you can definitely pull some information that will help you for your next relationship and if you have a hard time processing and you don't really even want to go back there that tells me that there's some work that needs to be done like maybe you need to reach out to a therapist to go do a deep dive and I think learning those lessons will help you build that non-negotiables list that will give you clarity on what type of partner will be right for you and just like help you pick and choose somebody that will bring you and lift you up. And just final thoughts, if the pattern shows up that they are still the same person and you're seeing toxic patterns show up again, let the relationship go. Stop being so stubborn and trying to change fix or do something that will win them over like that tells me that you need to work on yourself and finally if you're going to get back with your ex right just make sure that you ask the hard questions be vulnerable you know talk about the elephant in the room and just let go and say you know what we're both starting out with a blank canvas we're going to put the effort together and create a new relationship now that we've learned right and hopefully with those tools you'll be the 15 percent that actually works out it would be great to hear that you and your ex actually have a happy relationship the second time around if you're struggling with online dating and you don't know where to start i'm here to help you The important thing here is that there are resources and tools and I have a program called how to conquer online dating. For those of you that are listening to the podcast, use the coupon podcast to get 50% off the program. Go to amythedatingcoach.com and you'll find all the information there.
1: All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. As always, if you like the show, please give us a five-star review or hit the subscribe button. It really does help us.
0: So if you're considering getting back with your ex or if you have any other dating questions, please go to amythedatingcoach.com, send me a message, and let's talk. You know, I'd love to support you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.